guys, welcome along to another Saturday edition. No longer the weekend edition, I'm afraid. But we do have Sally, we do have Robin, and we do have Sean as well. And I guarantee you this is going to be so long, it will last you till Sunday. You're listening to Blind Guy Talks Tech, your daily accessible tech podcast. Now, here's that blind guy himself, Stephen Scott. Oh, it's so nice to, uh, you know, it's so funny because this show is called Blind Guy Talks Tech and on Saturday, we really should just drop the word tech out of it pretty much all together, uh, especially because of this motley crew we've got here. Uh, who do we have with us uh, today? We have, uh, let's see. Oh, Sean Priest is here. I've missed you so much. It was life in the farmyard, sure, all right. Ah, it's Gert Lush, my lover. Gert <laughs> <laughs> uh, Okay, who else have we got? Oh, it's the one and only Sally Clay. Oi, oi, campers, get out of my pub. Oh. <laughs> what are campers doing in your pub? <laughs> a camping, of course. Oh. Camping in the pub, yeah. Squatter's rights, Robin. I know you <laughs> understand that in your position. Uh, uh, watching the land of the peace of peace. Squatter's rights and peace. <laughs> <sighs> Typical landowner. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Rip them all off. More money, please. <laughs> well, it is party time because it's uh, Saturday. Thankfully, it's not the Tory party. Hey. Um, oh. Uh, oh, I like it. Ben Elton's in the house now. Who's uh, who's <laughs> running the country at the moment? I honestly have got no idea. No, no. Sally, are you in charge? I think you've got it this week. Have you? Are you in charge this week? That's Robin's. Um, oh, ilk. sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Billy. <laughs> they all went to Eton. Yeah, I what was Eton like, Robin? Segregation. What was it like, Cambridge, Oxbridge? What was it like over there? Was it like Hogwarts? Yes, exactly like Hogwarts. <laughs> was it? Absolutely. Did you go punting? So, yeah. Hang on. Well, Oxbridge. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Lots of punting. Yeah. yeah. Good. Anything no, else? I like it. No, did you have you got a straw hat? Voter? Yeah. No. Oh, I love the name for it. Robin, I've, I've just got to pull you up on this. You wouldn't say what university you went to on my interview. <laughs> That's right, you didn't. No. <laughs> you refrained from talking about it and I went and Googled you <gasps> to have a look. <laughs> have, have I sorry, have I disclosed something I shouldn't have disclosed? No, then? not at all. I'm not a yeah, no. I, oh, no. I was a failure, though. Oh, I feel awkward. You're a failure, now. but yeah. you only got a, you only got a fir- one first instead of a double first. No, not at all. I, He's not I running didn't, the country. I didn't actually take my finals. <gasps> really? Oh, really? Yeah. You got a job? No. Um. So I couldn't oh, see the board. Is it because you're blind? I couldn't see the lecture <laughs> notes that half the lecturers gave me because it was like a spider had kind of, um, on a night out, had kind of wandered over their their pages, and. I had three years worth of notes, couldn't read them, couldn't revise. I went to the, um, you know, the people who were in charge of the exam boards and said, look, I'm really, I don't know what to do. And they said, look, well, we'll give you an honours degree, but an ungraded honours degree. So I did get a degree, but uh, it wasn't like any, you know, first two, one, two, two or anything like that. But at least... Well done, you. It, See, that, yeah, that, it kind that's of... Not the, it's counted. not... The, 
<laughs> that should be a story of disappointment and regret. But in fact, I'm thinking, yeah, I didn't yeah, have to do it. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking yeah. as well. They obviously thought you were good enough to give you the degree anyway. It was anyway. the worst few months because I was just getting in a bigger and bigger Shh. hole about I am what? so sorry, Robin. I was just making a joke about Hogwarts <laughs> and posh universities. And then, oh, yes, that's my fault because, see, I delved into it. Oh. So what I did with my scalpel-like precision. I yes. hashed why, away why the truth. Upset? Why are you upset about this, Sean? Because, uh, you know, I mean, just... It, that's that's privilege, isn't it? No, no. I, yeah, it, <laughs> <laughs> How's that privilege? Because he worked hard and got into Cambridge. Well, he it's hardly yeah, privilege. I'm sorry, I'm from the same it. part of the world as he is. That's not Working privilege. Working hard. People should know I was brought up on a council estate. You should mm-hmm. know that, guys. Exactly. Yeah, same, as owns, same as me. Same as me, mate. Proper council, innit? <laughs> Proper council. And, and hiked up the rates. In Kensington. Um, <laughs> Shut up. In the I... rough part of Stevenage. Okay. Steve-o, mate. All right, yeah, get out my pub. He's from the hood, He's proper Robin. London overstill, mate. Do you know what I love, right? I love how in this country, it is, and it's so true, right? In this country, no matter how high you get, I think what happens is the higher you get, the worse your childhood the... became. Yes, yes. Do you notice that? I can't it's believe like... you're putting me on the same, no, no. you know, like using me as an example of how high. I don't think well, we need well, to... you, well, you've done pretty well. Let's be honest <laughs> no, look, about look, it. Yes. First, let's tackle the bigger issue <laughs> I've, I've here. We shouldn't the ability be ashamed of my... our achievements. Why I've, are we being I've... ashamed of our achievements? And why are we not celebrating Absolutely. Celebrating the fact no, that we've no. done stuff? I, no, I'm right. celebrating the fact that I've managed to get to a level where I can sit in my back bedroom <laughs> and biscuits. talk to you guys eating <laughs> at the same time. That's the success I've had in my life. <laughs> what about you? Well, I can breathe all by myself, so that's quite an achievement. You can breathe in and out? Wow. What have we achieved without actually doing any work? That's the that's oh, the important this, this thing here. This podcast summarises that pretty well, I think. <laughs> well, I, I've got a HND in electronic engineering oh, uh, for soldering you? PCBs together. I have no idea. N- is never that a picked ball? one up. I don't even know what a PCB is. Sounds like some kind of circuit board. <laughs> Printed circuit board. <laughs> so when I went to uh, my vocational training after college, I did electronic engineering, and obviously I couldn't solder anything. So the um, the lecturer did it for me because if I oh, passed, he got paid. You're horrible. You don't, so you're not doing anything so, for yourselves. I wasn't I allowed to even wire a plug at school. They said, oh, you'll just get it wrong and blow the school up. <laughs> well, not intentionally, sir. <sighs> I remember, just funny, I remember you talking about your experience. I, I remember that in school we used to have these things, punishment exercises, right? You would get them if, if something went wrong. I'd get them kids, at home. <laughs> well, in those days, it was Sorry. like write write a hundred lines, you know, write a right. hundred lines of this, or write this out a hundred times, or whatever it was. <laughs> Sorry, and were you in The Simpsons? Yes, and uh, that's what happened in our school, right? So you would, if you got, if you did something wrong, that's what you would get. And I was so proud to get through my entire school without a single punishment exercise. That's because you're blind. Because, well, no, it was because I was a, I was a, I was a bit of a, you know. Teacher's a, pet, I a guess. Goody two shoes. Yeah, it was. So was I. Or at least tried to be. But I here's the celebrate thing. the boffin. There was, there, was one, there was one time where it nearly failed me, and it was it was a maths, I think it was a maths thing or something. Oh, actually, it's two times. It was a maths thing where I'd gone up and I had to stand in the queue at the, at the teacher's desk and be held my punishment exercise. And in the queue, <laughs> this set me up so well for future life. This is all I really got out of school was a way to dodge things. Um, but... I, I get to the front of the queue, and as I'm hearing the the, the kid in front of me say, "Oh, uh, actually, I, I just I forgot to bring the book. I don't actually have the book with me. That's the problem." And I thought, and he said, "Okay, that's fine. You go sit down." Oh, and I'm marvelous. like, "That's the excuse. I'll have that one." Uh, can he read I said, the book? I've, I've not got the book because it's not available in 800 point print. <laughs> and he's like, 
oh, that's fine. You just go sit down. I was like, got by that one. And then the second one was an English class. And I told the, the uh, teacher, Mr. Montgomery, lovely man. And I said to him, what a lovely haircut, sir. And he said, Creep. right, you, uh, after school, 100 lines. And I said, oh, right, okay, great. And I think I said you were a nice haircut. But anyway, okay, fine. So we get to the um, end of the class. And he takes me aside and he said, and he picks, he says, no, you shouldn't speak to me like that in class. That's not appropriate. I'm like, okay, fine. Um, so he says, right, write a hundred lines out of this. And he just grabs a book off the shelf. And I said, uh, sir, I can't read that. And he goes, right. And he grabs the book off me and he says, right, don't do it again. And I was like, yes, I've done it. <laughs> See, so I through my entire used your school disability life. as an excuse. <laughs> well, it wasn't an excuse. I mean, I couldn't, I could have traced it. Oh, no, you could I could have just maybe made got them enlarged. Up. Yeah, I could have just made up my own story. Yeah, exactly. I could have become an, an author if Once I'd applied upon a myself. Time, there was a little blind boy who was seated in a classroom all by himself. I'm nobody's child. <laughs> I'm nobody's I know child. What, what was so bad about saying you've got a nice haircut? And more well, importantly, exactly. Stephen. I clearly thought you'd be naughty. No, oh. Why were you telling him he had. What were you doing? Were you trying <laughs> yeah, to was... seduce him? <laughs> yes. He's going exactly to win points on the uh, house points. That's so oh, weird. I, I just thought he, he had a haircut. His hair was always a bit messy. And I, I was. He was one of those kind of guys. He was the kind of guy. He looked like the kind of guy that you would, you know, run away from in the street. So you thought, I know what uh, I'll do. I'll tell him he's got a nice haircut. I'll tell him he's got a nice haircut. <laughs> Make him feel good about himself. And look, you know, do you remember, do you remember the movie Home Alone? Yes. Uh, with, the, with the kind of guy who was a bit rough and, and everyone was always scared of him. And it turned out he was just mm. a nice guy and he was missing Trouble his granddaughter. Guy. Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That was, to me, that was Mr. Montgomery. He was just, he was just needing someone to, to just let him in and say, you know what? Everything's going to be okay. God, and this the look is where so that awkward. got you then, Stephen. <laughs> I feel uncomfortable. <laughs> just give him a cuddle. Yeah. Eight second hug, Sean. Eight second that, hug. Uh, let's, let's move on very quickly. <laughs> Doesn't like um, it when it gets touchy feely. So we got quite a few comments in following last week's show, which is no surprise, mm-hmm. to be perfectly honest, because we got a little bit, well, some said heated. I don't uh, think it was a heated debate. I didn't feel that. No. I, I was, was right, it was, of course. It was you lively. guys were all wrong. Well, I think, I think if I'm honest, I don't know if you, uh, Robin and Sean, you get a chance to hear last week's conversation between uh, Tim and, and Sally. And no, myself, I stayed clear because I heard it was controversial and oh, heated. Oh, you don't like, I can't do that. Oh, yeah, that you don't like controversy, do you? No. no. Um, and it was eight no. hours long. <laughs> well, there was that as well. Uh, but no, it was a really interesting conversation talking about the, the issue of disability pride and whether or not we're, what, we're not asking really what we're proud of. That was my question. Now, I haven't had a chance to ask you guys this. So, uh, spotlight time. Uh, who will I go to first? Mm, I'll point it at Robin. What are you <laughs> proud of, Robin? Wait, how dare you be proud? What are you proud of? Um, that's not well, a leading question. Despite <laughs> trying to deflect, talk about, you know, I mean, I'm not a me person at all. So, you know, but put that aside for one second. If we're talking no, no, about no, achievements, let's, let's I think it question. is about achievements. Now, it's not an achievement to be born with a disability. So I don't think that necessarily should be a sense of pride, but I'm not in any way saying that other people can't feel a sense of pride about that fact. But for me personally, I think it's about the achievements that we've personally made um, with the um, deck that we've been dealt, if you know what I mean. And that Mm. might be um, getting an HND in, uh, you know, PCB soldering. It might be doing a counselling course you know, or having a good, uh, you know, broadcast manner and, and knowing about all the, you know, ways of optimising. Um, oh, he's struggling for you, Stephen. Hang on. He'll come up with something. <laughs> yeah, come on, Robin. The, um, <laughs> come on, find, find an achievement on, for me. Come on, find the words. Come on, he's got a lovely haircut. Yes. 
or it could just be you know that you've poured that cup of tea and you know this time oh, great. all That's the water boiling water Brilliant. stayed in the stayed in the cup um, without the liquid level indicator well, that is an achievement actually that is an achievement you I know, do I do take pride in that or it could be as a disabled or say as a blind person that you've you know finally submitted that thesis on particle physics or something you know i mean i think we all need to um, but why is it connected to the blindness? I think that's the, the point I always have. You know, it's like if I'm if I'm a success at something, do I not get any credit for it? Is it all just because I was blind? No, but it's like oh well, you no, know. No, I think the is, blindness is is part of all the other areas where we might have challenges in completing that thesis or whatever it might be, or completing that counselling course. You know, we've got so many other. You know, all of our life is full of things that we need to contend with, and also. Things that, you know, we, we did get in our genes that, you know, maybe help us as well. So disability Oof. is just in that mix. And at the same time, though, if people want to use proud of being disabled as shorthand, because shorthand, short, pithy phrases help with the message, help with awareness. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. maybe if it's, you know, I'm pl- proud to be blind or proud to be disabled is shorthand for, you know, I'm not ashamed of it. I'm not ashamed. There we go. I'm, yeah. yeah, I haven't got a that problem with last it. Week. Yeah. And I feel good about it and it's not stopping me doing stuff. So I don't know. It really depends on the kind of context around that. But for me personally, taking pride in something that I had no hand in whatsoever, you know, I'm not proud to be British. I'm not not proud to be British. I'm, you know, because it's, it's just where yeah. you were born, you know. But I think of myself as a world citizen, you know, and that to me is a sense of pride. And the diversity of that group of people is something to be celebrated. And, you know, disability is part of that diversity as well. Okay, Sean. Oof. Oh, it's too highbrow for me. I have no, no idea. Come on. It sounds it sounds a little bit confused to me. What are we talking about? Um, are we mm. talking about the sort of the Pride Week of uh, you know Disability Week, Disability it was meant to be Month, a Disability or... proud Pride Month, wasn't it? That's what we were talking about last week. Right. Yeah, yeah. The, if you'd listen, yeah, Sean, you'd know. No, no, no. Right, yeah, <laughs> but you're saying that, which is fine. But then you're talking about being proud of your disability in a different sense. It's not. I don't think that's a case of being proud that hey, my you know my retina's knackered. I don't think it's, that's the, the purpose of it. I think it's no. a case of, hey, we're disabled. Uh, we're uh, deserving of Air treatment. Uh, yeah. It, yeah, exactly. We're, we're deserving of the, the spotlight. We're deserving of being treated uh, like anyone else. We're not all, you know, uh, sat here, uh, uh, whatever stereotype you want to put in there for a disability. You know, we, we're just like you. We have a disability. And now that's the pride I see in it, exactly the same as... You know, pride marches um, for for gay pride. I think it's exactly the same thing, but I think actually we we have it. Um, when I'm talking about gay pride, I'm seeing it more as a, oppression. You know, of of actual physical harm coming to people because of who they are. When it comes to us as blind people, or Disability Month or whatever, it's a case of I want to access the same services, have the same level. Of of results that you're able to get, or you know the the potential that I can get on in life, I can get a job. But as soon as my uh, my expectation of employment is is better than twenty percent, then uh, then we'll talk, and maybe we won't need a Pride Month. 
Disability Pride Month. I think that's what it comes down to. I don't care about, hey, I'm blind and it's great to be blind because it's not. It's hard work. Um, I think it's more of a case of, hey, everyone else, uh, give us the, the same opportunities that you've got. You see, it's interesting because I remember sitting in various meetings at RNIB and uh, we used to have this conversation a lot about, you know, what happens, you know, what's the ideal situation? Is it that we become as, as blind people, uh, you know, as equal in society as everyone else? And then it, even the organisations, even the institutions like RNIB are no longer needed because that's, that problem has gone, essentially, that, that oppression, if you like, or that, that um, being seen as less than um, yes. goes away. Right. And is that what we want to get to? Is that a good thing? I mean, I guess the answer to that is yes. But then in a way, then, does that not erase the whole thing? I mean, in some ways, I feel this is the confusion for me is many people stand up and say, I'm proud to be disabled. I wear it as a badge. And then these are the same people who effectively are arguing for disability to the word itself and the meaning of it to essentially be erased. Right. I mean, that's not controversial. Is, but it? is that erasure or is that just equality? Because you know, well, it's a razor of it because if you're no longer, you're disabled, you're either disabled, and this again comes back to the, the definition of the word disability, are you disabled or is society disabling you? But it's not as simple as that, is it? It's, it's not a black, what either or, it's not binary like that because it's, it's about it's Some people both. claim it is. Well, yeah, maybe they would, but personally, I think any kind of looking, any active lens that does that is flawed by its very nature because it's not, it's not you can't look at it in a binary way. It's it's, it's um I can't think of the word now. What's the word? Yeah, no, but you're right. But that's Nuance. that is ultimately Nuance. the problem. Thank you. That's the word. That I'm is ultimately of. the problem with the debate, isn't it? That that it is that it is a case of people talk about medical model versus social model of disability. And to be honest, I kind of roll my eyes at this. I mean, I might be doing it. Anyway. Oh, that's hugely important. <laughs> well, yeah, but, but it's only it's, in, not it's the only, only thing. Is it's, it? it's it's not the only thing, and it's also it, it's a little bit in the weeds for a lot of people. Most people don't think in those terms. Right, most people aren't interested in this, and they're not having that conversation. They're they're having the conversation of I can't get a job, or you know I I, I just want to get somewhere with my guide dog and be you know left alone, or you know not be grabbed and thrown across a street. Well, yeah, and it's and it's so rooted in academia that I mean I've I work in the arts or have done a lot over over the last twenty years, and it's all about that you know especially in disability arts it's all about the medical model versus versus social model, and it is primarily rooted in universities where this stuff comes from and legislation yeah it's had a massive uh effect on how government has you know legislated in in recent years as well yeah so from that point of view it's it's very important but as a framework by which we view ourselves it's it's too simplistic to say Mm -hmm. this is the social model this is a medical model and this is how we should all aspire to the social model but you know because there are medical parts of our disabilities that are that are in need or either in need of fixing or that are flaws in in our, the way our bodies work or whatever that need to be acknowledged and to be accepted to to move forward in life however it doesn't mean that society should view us only as those medical anomalies or ailments in my opinion this is you know that is probably the most sensible comment in this debate i've ever heard because you have to acknowledge both sides totally but a lot of people don't. No, when you talk, when you say it's, oh, it's not the medical model, I don't live by the medical model, I live by the social model. It doesn't make sense. I don't know if it's something that is a prescription of, for living. I don't know about that. But certainly as a concept, it's really, Many really do. powerful. Many do. I mean, in the activist community, it is very well, common. And, and what you've got to understand, Robin, the reason I get so worked up about this 
is because those are the voices people are hearing. Mm-hmm. That's the problem for me. It's, the, it, it's all very well saying, well, it's just a few people online. It's, well, the problem is those few people online are being heard by a lot of people. But that's the case in many minority communities. You know, the well, ones is. that shout the yeah. loudest. Which are is the why ones we that talk about that's why I talk up about it here. You know? I mean, it's funny, someone actually said to me this week, I listened to your debate last week and I thought it was a bit divisive. And I'm thinking, what's divisive about a conversation where there's two sides? That's what a debate is. It's division. And and in, in in talking about it, discussing it, then you achieve either resolution or you achieve different lines of thought. And that's I've said for long enough, this is not a podcast of the one true opinion. If you want that, go somewhere else. There's plenty of choice. This is not for the one true voice or the one true opinion. I want everyone's opinion, I want everyone's views. And I especially want to hear from people who feel like they are being silenced. Now, a good example of this, there's a a Twitter account. I think it's called Unfiltered Blind Tweets. came across it the other day just by accident. And it's people, there's actually, (laughs) there's a Twitter account I follow, which may be why it came up, called Fesshole, uh, which is hilariously funny. And (laughs) what people do is they email in anonymously, or I guess they just email in and, and then the, the tweets or the messages that are sent in are, are treated anonymously and then they're reposted. So you get, you know, really honest things that have happened. I mean, some of you could never talk about most of them. I wish I could because they're so funny. Um, <laughs> but go check it out. Fesshole is uh, with the toilet, I believe, is the uh, the uh, emoji of choice. <laughs> with oh, the, it sounds class. Oh, it's brilliant. Oh, it's pure class. Um but out of that, I guess, maybe this is where this came from, or at least this is maybe why it showed up. But I found this uh, called Unfiltered Blind Tweets. And it's people who are doing the same thing. They are emailing in their comments, and those are being presented as anonymous. And it is amazing to me the comments that are coming out of that, which are being seen as divisive. Or it's almost like instantly, shut this down. Let's not have this. I mean, one example which, was, which caused a huge amount of controversy last week was the suggestion that if you listen to an audiobook, you're not reading. Mm. Now, we can get into that if you want. But, you know, the point is that, that it was being seen as something that shouldn't have been said. And people shouldn't be saying this. And where's, where's this coming from? And this person needs to be shut down. And this account must be stopped. No! <laughs> can we wrong with stop that? It's, this? A, it's an opinion, well, it's right? It's not controversial. Exactly. It's, it's an opinion. And you might disagree with it, and that's fine. I don't think it's actually that important what you class it as is, you know, have we got access to information? Well, exactly, you can get into the, exactly, can get into the discussion about it. But the point is that we shouldn't be silencing people. And that's mm. why I'm against. And I, I hear a lot of it. I hear a lot of it in other podcasts. I hear a lot of it on Twitter. I hear this idea of, well, you know, everyone agrees with me and, and you know, that's it. Mm, it well, was... that's great. Good for you. But that's not how the world works. So what I'm saying is this show, say what you feel. Be honest. You'll never be, you, you'll be challenged for it. I know you don't like that, Robin. But Go you on, will. tell him, Robin. Go on, Robin, tell him. But I, I don't like what, sorry, that you challenged. Well, I, know you, I know you don't like being challenged on certain things. And I, I don't mind that. being challenged, it's just how and whether... Um, well, I, can me, o- I only have one voice. <laughs> I only have one style. <laughs> I think tolerance is really, really important. And when other people, you know, voice opinions, whether it's online or in this, you know, show or whatever, um, if they are taken with respect and um, considered, then I think that's brilliant. So hopefully nobody listens to the show. I don't show. respect idiotic opinions, but I will respect good opinions. Is that okay? <laughs> um, no, so not really. That, not really, no, because that's you saying that if somebody brings something that you deem as idiotic, you're going to sh- slap them down. Yeah, so it's exactly the same as what you've just testified against. Yeah, it's against. exactly what you've just Absolutely said about not. that. 
If someone comes on here and says, I can cure cancer by eating cucumber, I'm going to tell you oh, you're an idiot. that's inaccurate, though. That's not it just... Exactly. It, that's inaccurate. That's my point. Yeah. Okay, but, but, but it's but, an but open... By that model, I'd be respectful forum. about it. Why would I be respectful to that opinion? I just, you know, as long as nobody listens yeah. to this show and get has the same reaction Full as stop. you had to that Twitter account. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we're, in a, we're in a really weird place because, look, I started out in this business as a talk show host, right? That's what my very first radio gig was. It wasn't intended to be, but it became that. And I very quickly realised that people wanted to talk and they wanted to debate and they love conversation and people love all that stuff. And that's true today as it is anywhere else. But the difference today is that there's a real social stigma around opinion. And if your opinion doesn't match the masses, good luck to you. I mean, we're seeing it everywhere, seeing it all over the place. And I'm not one of these, you know, stand up on the the cancel culture thing. I mean, yeah, I know it's a, it is a real thing. I mean, people who tell me it's not, you know, come on, you're deluded. It's of course it's a real thing. But what you think it's not a real thing? I mean, it's, of course it's a real thing. Come on, people are being silenced all over the place. I've just given you examples of. Well, there it. are yeah. books that have been taken out of kind of out of commission or whatever. Um, out of circulation is the word that I'm thinking. You know, yeah, that has or happened. Or J.K. Rowling and all that. And, well, they're still they're she she can still produce them. Yeah, books. So it's not that, but it's they're definitely and, and books have been burnt in certain places, even in the Western world. Yeah. That has happened. That worries me a lot. But the, the good thing is they don't burn the audio versions. Well, no, that's it. You can't do that. <laughs> well, it's not proper reading. That's not reading. Anyway. No, that's it's not real reading. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I just I. I you know, I just I, I get so frustrated by the the endless drumbeat of you know, and maybe it's I spend too much time on Twitter. Although I, I tend I say to this every week, and you never change. You're always on Twitter. <laughs> but, but here's you the are. thing: I used to I used to think, and I used to say quite a lot, and and a lot of people used to say this. You know, Twitter's not the real world. I'm mm. less inclined to think that way now. I think it kind of is. I think in some ways it's more real than we think it is, because we are. People are being able to say things and are actually being empowered by some politicians in some cases, not necessarily in this country, but around the world, to say things that are pretty nasty and horrible things that they feel they can say. And they feel they can say it online. And it's because there's very little, if any, repercussion well, other than someone agrees with them or between disagrees. between them and the real world, isn't there? There is a layer of abstraction there and there's no consequence, as you say. Well, it used to be the case. I think it used to be the case that you'd say, well, you, I'd say it on, uh, you know, someone would put something on Twitter, but they'd never say it in real life. I don't think that's true anymore. I think there's so much evidence of that in our world now. I watched an incredible documentary uh, about this, how essentially anger of social media, we did a podcast on it, but the uh, anger on social media is spilling out into the real world. So the idea that it's just online and it's just a thing and don't worry about it. Yeah, I was in that camp for a long time. I was like, oh, it's only Twitter, who cares? It is insidious though, isn't it? And people, you know, future much... employers, and future employers look at this stuff. You know, if you write something, I mean, you've got to be very careful what you write on social media. I always have been. I've always been very careful. I've ended up in scrapes over nothing. Amazes me the amount of people who get wound up so easily over absolutely nothing. Yeah. Do you, do you take milk in your coffee? Eight million tweets later, he must die. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Who did we get to here? Go on, Robin. Yeah, I mean, I just think that um, that format of 280 characters is ripe for misunderstanding and miscommunication. Yeah. Uh, you know, distilling down into that is does not make for good nuanced conversation, as Sally was saying earlier. So, yeah, I just feel like it's 
it is a problem with the platform. Plus, I do think, and I don't know whether it's minimised over the years, but I do think that people being, you know, several levels removed from the people that they're talking to can bring out the worst in people or maybe mm. not bring out the best in people. So, you know, if you yeah. were sitting face to face with someone that you um, may have had a hot uh, heated exchange with on Twitter, would you would you have that same level of heat in that conversation, or would it be a much more moderate, um, tolerant conversation? I don't know. For most people, I think that's probably true. Yeah, I think that is probably true. I think most people would maybe not maybe not think twice, but they would. I, 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 I don't know anymore. I, th- I think these days the problem is people have got themselves into these echo chambers. And I find this a little bit in disability activism. And I, I, I only mention that specifically because that's the area I'm most connected to. So I see most of that and I, I can relate to a lot of that. And I have absolute understanding that the people who are active, active and activizing, or whatever the word is, um, they are good people. They are all good people with an intention to make things better. Mm-hmm. But we have to do that in a conversation, in a debate. And the reason is, rather than, well, there's an opinion and we all get behind it and that works and we just go forward, because that's never going to work, right? But you cannot have a situation where you just have one answer to this. There isn't one. I mean, no. you've, you've all said this, you know, nuance is the key. I mean, you know, I, I don't want to mention anyone by name. You'll know who you are <laughs> because you, I know you listen. But, you know, I know people who are really struggling, someone in particular who's really struggling at the moment with, with sight loss. Mm. And the challenge is every day dealing with it, waking up, I guess, that, you know, still there and, and having to face all the demons that come with well, yeah, it. Yeah, and having dreams about, like, you know, I think the same person I'm thinking of, um, you know, having dreams that they can see and then waking up and they can't. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that, how do you say to that person, hey, come join the Disability Pride Parade? Because the last thing you want is to be sitting in a, but the thing a is, so right? the problem is here that there's too many iterations of disability because the, I really do think there is a difference and I don't want to call it or make a separation between people who are disabled from birth and who aren't, but there is a completely different process that you go through when you become more disabled in later life than when you're born disabled. And there's also a massively different um, approach to disability based on what your disability is. Mm. And I, I would definitely say that the models of disability, um, such as the social model, now could be wrong about this, but seem to me as a lay person who's not a researcher and doesn't have the scientific backing of being able to quote things, that that is driven by physical impairment as opposed to social, uh, uh, social, as opposed to sensory impairment. and. Um, you know, sensory impairment is a very different beast to physical impairment and requires a whole bunch of different adaptations. Honestly, I, I listen to things like the Access All podcast, the BBC one, and just the challenges, the mechanics, the practicalities, the logistics, the pain, the chronic discomfort mm-hmm, in, mm-hmm. associated with some um, many physical difficult uh, disabilities, Yeah, we, you know, Blindness is a breeze compared to that. And I don't want to minimise what you were saying earlier about people really struggling, particularly when you're, you know, acquiring a uh, sight loss and you're going through that journey. But I mean, we're not constantly in pain. Say it, Robin. Constantly having to think about it. There's always someone worse off than yourself. Hey, there we go. 
absolutely true. But do you I'm know not what, sure though? You, I'm sorry, but if, you, is, if but... you've got depression, if, if you have depression, <laughs> like somebody said that to me and I had really bad depression. I was in hospital and somebody said that to me. There are starving people in Africa. Pull yourself. And I was yeah. like, I'm sorry, that doesn't wash with me. That's yeah, that, not... that, I cannot stand that argument. Mm-hmm. No, I really can't. It can't. Just, and, and it doesn't it... matter, you know, it's relative. Problems are relative. And yeah, there's always somebody worse off than you. But that doesn't help you when you're feeling pain because of pain, just no. because you don't have physical pain. And also, I would definitely say that I've worked with loads of people with different impairments. And yes, there are so many difficulties that I've noticed. People, some of my friends with physical impairments have that I just don't have. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't have to worry about where you know, where I, where I need to go to the loo. I don't have to worry about that. I can just go anywhere. It might be more difficult to find it, whatever. But there's never a problem. And she does with something <laughs> with something basic <laughs> like that. But you know, for somebody who's maybe a wheelchair user or something, that can be a real diffi- a really difficult thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, there are things that are really difficult for us, like to read a book. We get ten percent of stuff put into accessible format it's probably more now because of electronic format but you know really small amount where somebody who's a wheelchair user for example or who's deaf or whatever can pick up a book and read it we can't it's not as easy so it's, it, it, you, i would never like to say that blindness is easier or yeah, it isn't that, that's a good point because the comparisons you can't they, compare so it's just complete, and it's, it's like really com- difficult and potentially um insulting i i totally get that but it just struck me how difficult they were saying their lives were. Yeah. What I would say is, I think I don't think it's insulting for you to think it, Robin. I mean, that's the no, point, right? I mean, that's not. absolutely, you're, you should think that if that's how you feel. In some ways, that helps people, right? I mean, some, in some ways, you can kind of, we all get it out of our lives. I mean, look, joking aside to somebody, or maybe not joking aside, but, you know, people watch EastEnders to feel better about their own lives. Yeah, right? totally. That's the truth of it, right? You know, they, they watch people who are downtrodden and screaming at each other every five minutes and they think, well, you know, it could be worse, could that's be what me. what Jeremy Kyle was for. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, what, that's what all those shows were for, right? Jerry Springer and, and Jeremy Kyle and Trisha or whatever it was, you know, in, in the day, Ricky Lake. Ricky I used to watch all those. Lake. Oprah Winfrey. I loved Ricky Lake. <laughs> um, but it just... Um, Put you off. No, but... but Sorry. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm just thinking, you know, it, from, from Robin's point of view, I think it's it's... The word insulting is interesting because it's only insulting, I think, if you put it on someone else and you're not doing that. No, if look, you, for look, me, I, hearing I, I, people's I, lives. Sorry, Sean, go on. Uh, look, I was just being a bit tongue in cheek there, Robin, because the point is, and we keep <laughs> no, you, going back to you were to, right to bring it up. Yeah, but no, the point is, you were right. It, there are disabilities out there that I think, wow, how would you cope with that? Um, yeah. And, and, and it, what we keep coming back to, it's not binary. It's nuanced. There's context to everything. You know, the the, the whole, oh, there's someone worse off than, than you is absolutely true, but it, it disregards you as an individual. There may be someone worse off than me, but right now this is affecting me to this degree. And, you know, so it's right and it's wrong. There's no... There's no simple answer to any of this stuff. It's a well, case no. of being a decent human being to each other. Totally. Totally. That. And, and there's no about perfect... Other people. Sorry, Robin, on you go. No, go on. No, go on. You go first. Go, go. Well, someone talk, will you? It's quick. <laughs> Hearing about other people's lives, I think it leads to understanding and empathy. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you want to, honestly, the, the, the best form of advocacy, in my view, has always been and will always be the workplace. It, 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 and education, I guess, to, to a certain degree as well. I mean, I um, know from kids, and we've had this conversation actually last week on the show about uh, Tim's kid, and, and of course, Sally, your children as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, being around, I mean, obviously, in your case, obviously, it's, for the kids, it's unavoidable in, in their case, but, you know, for the kids at school, it's brilliant. It's great for 
them. It's great for the mums, the dads to see you at the school, being yeah, a mum, being place. who you are. Not a blind woman, but a, a woman. Just Employer, a mum. Employee. Employee yeah, and all that stuff, right? Working. Um, and, and, but, at, but at work, I think it's, it's crucial because it shows capability. It does, um, but not everyone can work. There was, there was an interview we did, and we must come back on actually to discuss this because we, we got into it, but we were, we'd stopped recording at this point. We spoke to Ben Mustle-Rose, who you may remember is the genius behind the app Can You See Me for Windows, uh, which allows you to use your Windows uh, computer uh, and a webcam, and the app will tell you where you are on the screen so you can frame yourself properly. Now, the reason he developed that app was because he works in an IT team mm-hmm. and he didn't want to ask people, his fellow colleagues, his peers, who work alongside him, you know, is my camera right? Well, because no. he felt that's less, you know, it's like he, in his head, he said, if I, and these were his words, he said, if I'm asking them that question, are they then thinking, well, if he doesn't know that answer, what else doesn't he know? No, then they're idiots. Of course he doesn't no, no, know no, the that answer because no, he no, can't no, no, see no, no. the that's, screen. That's the reality, though, Sean. Well, no, and people I, do. Honestly, they, they take these big leaps so in the workplace. And, Absolutely. But, but, but I think there's also a lot of insecurity that comes from us, though. There is this fear that people are going to think that of us because when you go outside in the street, uh, not at work, you, do, you are faced with that on a daily basis. So it is difficult because there's a fine line between us going, they're going to think that's so our own prejudice about their yeah, prejudice. Yeah, exactly. You know. Well, the thing is, it's based on some form of reality, though. Yes, I mean, it may not be the case. They may not think that, but then equally they might. And the point is that it's not, it's not unrealistic to imagine they would think that. So, you know, it's kind of sad in a way that that's where the, the story I started do. for I, I think it is unrealistic to think they think that. Really? Yeah. I don't think there's many people out there will say, oh, well, because he can't see if his camera's framed up correctly, then he must be incapable in other areas which are unrelated to his blindness. But I don't think, it's as, I don't think it works like that. that just, that's, again, another sort of binary argument. I think what, what happens is there's, there's already a deficit in people's minds. There's a glass ceiling that exists in people's minds. Oh, they're not as good because they're blind. You're less than. They're less than, yeah, exactly. Yeah, which is and why we need Pride Month, yeah. Well, whatever, but... We, but, but okay. <laughs> Took us back. Yeah, but no, well but what I'm talking... Yeah, but no, but... Yeah, but no, but... Um, they, what they're then doing is that with every thing where we have to ask or every, every time that we have to highlight our disability, that's another nail in the coffin for us, in a sense. You know, that's another thing. It's like, oh, well, you know, do they have to have help for that? Oh, that, that must be difficult for them. Another yeah. point on the pity chart, you know? And why do we need that? We don't need that. If we can solve that... Okay. <laughs> I think more good examples I didn't of even confident... come up with an argument. I just made a noise. Sorry, carry on. If you have an argument, Sean, come up with it. You know. Uh, I'm thinking. Carry on, Robin. Well, I just say I think more examples of confident, outgoing. Um, you know, people who have a disability, whether it's you know, well, I was going to say whether it's visible or not, because you know, I think 95% of People with a registered disability, it's not a, it's not visible, it's not obvious, immediately obvious what the disability is. But, um, you know, on the TV, in the supermarket, wherever it might be, will obviously help people realise that, you know, disabled people have a wide range of skills and abilities. Mm-hmm. I was going to bring it back to the, to the kind of, a kind of idea of a pride march. If there was going to be a pride march in your town, would you go on it? 
No. Nope. Well, Pride March for gay disability. Pride. I mean, the gay pride. Sorry, disability pride. <laughs> do you know disability why pride. I wouldn't do it? I'll go. I tell you, I'll go with the gay pride one because I love yeah, the colours. <laughs> I love the music. And I know, everybody I looks that. like they're having the best time. <laughs> so I, I, I would, want to be part of that. I wouldn't do it. Do you know why? Because for blind people, it's not accessible to see that. It's not accessible for us. Like watching a march, wow, big deal. No, would you be in it? I mean, taking part no, in it. No, but I would. No, Stick Sally part- on a float. She is the king of the blindies. <laughs> no. Queen. Sorry. Queen. No. Queen. Queen. Sexist. I wouldn't, start this. <laughs> I wouldn't do it because, because <laughs> other blind people wouldn't get it. I know it sounds stupid, but it's not accessible. This whole thing of a pride march. It's not for blind people. No, it's not, it's, but it's, it's for, for everyone. It's showing no, no, everyone, no, no, hey, look at us. We're, we're great. in a world we where everyone's up. saying it's not, for, it's not for us. No, maybe it's, for, it's meant to be for everyone, right? So, so, no, you're not even for the march. You can't even no, watch the I'm march. Not. <laughs> Yeah, that's an interesting point, though. No, I mean, it's not point. the only reason. I would, I no. probably wouldn't go on it because of how it would be perceived. I, I don't believe it would actually achieve what it is we want it to achieve. I have no idea what it would achieve, to be honest. Would hey, you go wrong? I think we just need to promote any achievements that we have. Hey, I went and found the ice cream van the other day. I was so proud Yay! of myself. I'm, I am 50 <laughs> years it's old. Food. But no, yeah, exactly. I could smell it. <laughs> We're just doing its um, jingly jungle at the same time. Yeah, the yeah. Family. But the anxiety of actually going up, finding mm-hmm. the right side where that window is, you know, and whatever else, I took that as an achievement. And uh, look, people are going to say, well, that's ridiculous. You're a 50 year old man. Get over yourself. But you've got to take that. And uh, people may laugh, but I think you've got to be proud and showcase your achievements and uh, that's why I think we still need these disabilities. Do you know, do you know who would say that's ridiculous? The, the people who are totally blind from birth, they would probably say that. Yeah, Sally. Say, well, come yeah, on, exactly. why didn't you, yeah. why didn't on, you organise yourself, get your orientation sorted <laughs> out? And I can hear that. I would I can never hear that say argument. that. I would never no, no, say... I'm not saying you would no, say no, no, that. No, 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 but I'm saying I, I, I did. I'm, I'm not totally blind would. from birth, by the way, just saying. But, but here's the thing. Uh, it, it, you wouldn't get that from sighted people, but what you would get, I guess, is some kind of, hmm, so that's his achievement. Yeah. Right. And then we're back to Ben's comment about, well, you know, what else can't he do? But I don't, do, that, they, do they really think that that's what we can't do? I just well, don't, they I, would I honestly, imagine closing their eyes and trying to get to the ice cream van themselves. Oh, yeah, but I, that's, that's the thing, isn't it? And that's oh, all they that, see. That's, that's the binary oh, thing I, again. See this, see, see this whole thing with the seat, what they call them sim, sim specs? Oh, they drive me bonkers. Why? Why do people do this? You know, I often think, have they ever done this with uh, black people? Have they ever done this with people in wheelchairs? I think they have, actually. I think I remember MPs did it yes. once. I remember they, seeing something about this. They, they actually, I can't <laughs> believe this. They actually sent right, a bunch of What's wrong with wheelchairs. that? Okay, so what's wrong with it? What, blacking up? No, no I'm just blind <laughs> Being a wheelchair for a day. Being blind for no, a day. Well, yeah, what's wrong with putting on a pair of Sim Specs? Well, that's not being blind someone. for a day, is it? Oh, it's let, not true. It's in, it's in no way representation well, of what it is. Let's head back on that exact point, though, right? Is it okay? to black up for a day so that we know what it's like to be black. No. So why, why? is it okay for us then? Because that's, that's a really interesting question. We've, I mean, for me, um, sim specs, absolutely fine. We've had some really good reactions from people when we've done them in awareness raising sessions and stuff like that. Similarly, putting... Really? Um, sorry? That's not what the evidence says. Well, we, we absolutely Robin's our have. evidence. And, <laughs> you know, so yes, they can take them off again. And yes, it's not uh, realistic, but it, I think it comes back to empathy and, you know, making people aware in our context, it's about um, prioritising accessibility of their digital products, etc. You know, um, they've got good vision, their hands work properly, they can use a mouse, etc. You know, just to let them get an idea. I mean, just like I, in my presentations, sometimes um, play an audio capture and trying to get people to put in the chat what they think the code is, they never get it right. 
So there are so many <laughs> times when just giving them a tiny insight really helps. But then you brought up wheelchairs and blacking up. So I'm suddenly thinking, hang on a minute, what is appropriate and what isn't? To pop mm -hmm. someone in a wheelchair for exactly. half an hour? Mm, don't know. Black up? Definitely, definitely not. not. So no. I'm exactly. really thinking now, what's the whole kind of... If Sean and I dressed up as women to go out on a night out just to see You're what it was like to, do to that be if you want well i mean again that's probably less offensive these days i guess but i still don't think it's appropriate well you'll be inviting prejudice around drag people you know who uh transvestites yeah, there that's, what I'm, that's, that's one women, reason why I'm not unless doing you're it. suddenly thinking that you're gonna look just like a there's nothing you could do. Representational issues there. You could have nothing. There's nothing you could do to me there's to make me look history. like a woman. I'm sorry. There's, <laughs> there's a history behind blackface. That's the difference. There's a, a terrible, horrible history behind it of mistreatment. Now, when we're talking about someone simulating a disability. Okay, no, yeah, but hang on. No, no, hang on. Sorry. But what about all the disabled people who were killed in concentration camps? Sorry, I'm, I, I don't want to bring it to that, but you know, I do. But you just did. I just but did. And look, exactly. at the report, look at the reports recently about abuse in, in care homes. We're seeing reports of New yep. Zealand at the moment. Uh, other places around the world, ha it's happened in the UK, the US, we're seeing reports. So I don't want to get into the details, but I'm sure if you read online, you'll know what I'm talking about. There's been some horrific uh, accounts given. So, yeah, I mean, you know, it's we, we haven't exactly lived a charmed, joyous life. I have. As, as disabled people. Maybe well, no, you and have. We've had, you we just love that shed. <laughs> you stay in your shed, Sean. Never exactly. leave. If you don't leave the shed, you'll be fine. There's yeah. A, yeah, there is Ice a difference there. And what is that difference? I can't put my finger on it. Well, it's just not appropriate. That's the point. There might yeah, be some you know, appropriate what? ways. Sorry. Well, well, here's what I was going to say. Let's imagine, just for a second, that we got, I don't know, <laughs> let's just say we got every black person in the world to agree for one day that it was okay for this particular group of people in Slough to, uh, you know, on a training day, to, to experience what it was like to be black, right? If we every black person in the world to agree it was okay to do it, and it wasn't going to be classed as, it's not a racist thing, it's not about that, it's nothing to do with that, forget the past, just for a day, okay? Would it be okay? I don't even think they would look uh, uh, realistic. But so it depends on how you're experiencing it. it. If you could no, 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 forget all that, forget all that. Let's say for a day, just play with me, right? Just imagine this. <laughs> Every black person in the world has said it's okay, you can do this because it's, it's important for people to, uh, I hate that phrase, walk in your shoes, but okay, let's use How that, How are we right? setting up the parameters? What's what are the parameters here for, for be becoming black? Is, is it just a wave of magic wand situation where we uh, are now black people? I guess, yeah, I guess. Yeah, right. So however we, we manage it. I think it, that basically would be hugely informative and educational. But do you think it's appropriate? Oh, I don't know about that. I'm just saying. That's well, well you there you go then, decide, right? So, so everybody you get every agrees. black person on board for a day and it's still not appropriate. No, if well, you no, say that everybody agrees and there's no other... Why, why is that okay? So if that's not, still not okay and we've got every person on earth in agreement on it and it's still not well, okay... Well, if everyone agrees, then it is appropriate. Well, yeah, why exactly. is it okay for someone to pretend to be blind in front of me? But no one's yeah, ever I mean, going to agree they, on that, are they? They're they doing have, it for an educational reason. They have. I've been at events. I've been at many situations where some specs are used. People who are blind in front of me for a day. There's no there is a difference between it. someone trying to, I don't know, educate themselves, whatever you want to put it, than some kid at school grabbing my cane and saying, you know, oh, look at me, I'm blind as well. There's a do, you know, do you know what comes out of it? The evidence that I read said that the majority of cases, and this was RNIB research, they said that the majority of, of situations with SimSpecs left people feeling bereft, made them feel sad and fearful. 
it basically exacerbated all the problems yeah. Welcome to that our we lives. have. <laughs> yeah, but the, the, exacerbated all that. The thing is, we don't all feel like that, do we? Bereft, no, sad no, we fifth, don't. Fifth. No, 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 said no, welcome we, to our lives. No, we have no. done at some point. Don't tell me that no, at, at I don't any agree. point you haven't felt that depressed, that down. When that's you've not because of my disability. Well, maybe a vision loss thing. Yeah, that's I, that, and it's. But that's not all blindness, though, Sean. Like that's your no, experience, not. and I yeah. don't want to invalidate that. That is totally valid, of course. And I have felt that even with the small amount of vision loss that I've had, I've definitely felt that. But that's grief. That's not the same as somebody being born blind and being marginalised their whole life. Or it's different. Right? It's, it's completely whatever. You know, you can't compare them because they are so different. It's like vampires and werewolves. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Sally, if I said to you... <laughs> I was going. I was yeah. Sally, in the load, if, I, sorry. if I was sitting uh, in front of you in a cafe and I said, now today, Sally, I know you can't see me, so I'm going to explain this to you. I'm in a beautiful dress, a beautiful summer dress, and I've got my hair done and I've got my makeup on and I've got my, my, my basically I'm now a woman. Right. Thank you. And um, You're welcome. I'm, I'm, I've spent the entire day as a woman. Right. And I'm going to tell you now how I feel about that. Um, but then, you know, I'm obviously going to go and change and be a man again and it'll all be okay. How would you feel about so that? So is this you as you? Just I'm now like, simulating, yeah, simulating I'm, I'm now being a woman. I'm not wearing, I'm wearing a sim dress. Well, it depends on what your your reason was for doing it. If you're like... To, to understand what it's like to be, to, to understand the stories I'm hearing about women in um, the, in the workplace or out and about. I, I, or I would on, say that that's not a true represent, re- representation of what it's like to be a woman for one, you know, having one day of experience by putting a dress on. That's what I would say. Yes, yeah, Stephen. Cancel so what's him. the difference? So what's the difference with Simspec? I agree with you. I I, I don't like Simspec. Well, I'm, I'm putting this to Robin yeah. though. Okay. I'm, I'm making She's this on your point side. for Robin. I mean, there's a really good point that the RNAB research made that those people that have experienced momentary sight loss in this case went away being afraid of that disability more than they were before. Um, it depends what they do with that fear. And if they, I will go on to your point in a sec. And if they then use that to galvanize themselves to do, you know, to be more empathetic to those people, to, um, you know, help people that, that, you know, to go up and ask somebody with a disability or sight loss in this case, if they need any help, um, to, you know, prioritize doing things in an accessible way, which was the context that we do it in. Um, but so the, the the women thing, if you had valid insights into what it was like to be a woman, then, I mean, I'm not in Sally's position, so this is a completely different stance here, then I think that would have been a valid exercise. Just as if you, I don't know, were applying for a job and for whatever reason you decided to change your ethnicity if they asked for it and then you suddenly started to see that you were getting far fewer responses or offers because you changed it to a different ethnic minority. Or if you were on a dating app or something and you changed your picture to something with a facial difference, to someone with a facial difference, say, you know, so there are so many ways that you could actually have that kind of insight. Are all of those, you know, totally invalid? I think anything that helps us realise that um, we should be more empathetic and understanding to people's particular life circumstances that whole walking in people's shoes thing you know i think that is a valid thing to do and whether it's appropriate or not in any given situation that's something we're all gonna have to decide for ourselves but um anything that can give us more empathy i think is a good thing 
Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I must admit, I can't agree on that. It's funny though because <laughs> I, well, I just don't, I, I just don't agree with it because I do I think it's just it's it, it's fine for someone like if if you were doing it I'd I'd expect well, not ex- well I probably would expect from you because like, you're that type you would give empathy a lot of people might not well that's and it's not it, that isn't they, it? it's not that they wouldn't they'd be nasty about it but I just think they would maybe take it the wrong way so if, let's let's say for example and this is just I mean no evidence of this but let's just say that as a result of that, someone thinks, God, you know, it must be awful being this blind or not being able to see anything. God, if I see a blind person in the street, the first thing I'm going to do is go up and grab them and make sure they're okay because, you know, they can't see. And, you know, it, it kind of puts a... Because the thing is, it depends on, I guess, the education that goes along with it. It's not just a case of put the glasses on and walk away. And I think I would say AbilityNet probably, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Robin, but I would imagine they do that. They, they don't just say, here, put these on and then you know, take them off again and, and go on with your day. I imagine there's some education around that. And you're doing that with the, the digital stuff as well. So it's, it's more than just wearing the glasses. But I just, I, I just don't, I think if it's inappropriate, inappropriate for one group, it's not appropriate for the other. That's my take. And so I don't think it is appropriate. I don't, I've been in these rooms where it's, it's happened. It's been done in front of me. People have actually then fed back to me. You know, I, I think one, on one occasion, someone actually tried the sim glasses and said, oh, your condition uh, seems better than that condition. So your eyes are actually okay in comparison. Wow. And I'm thinking, thanks. Thanks for that. But well, lucky for, you, thanks for telling me how great it is. This sim specs thing, because this is what, where it comes down to for me. Who is driving this? It, it, to me, that smacks of sighted led intervention into empathy on blindness. In the UK? You'd be right. Exactly. Um, so, of course you know, it is. That, that's what I, I kind of, it smacks of that to me. And that's the problem that I have ultimately, that the vision behind all that, excuse the pun, uh, behind all this is driven by people that don't have empathy in the first place. Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? It's an interesting Ooh, discussion. That was heavy. <laughs> do you know, this is why Sissy we do this. Sean, though, right? Come on. This is why we do this. It's good fun. It's good to it's good to debate these topics because look, no one else will talk about them. So what the other a, a lot of these a lot of these conversations happen in, in little rooms elsewhere or yes. conventions. Have we got or... any emails? Yeah. What, what have the other people been saying about all our rhetoric? Uh, well, the general consensus was it was a good debate. I, I funnily enough, I didn't get what I thought I would get, which was a lot of uh, kickback on it. I thought we'd get a lot of people saying you're entirely wrong, mainly aimed at me as usual. But no, we didn't get any of that. It was generally, you know, apart from the comment about it being divisive, which I, you know, I think any debate can be. I mean, that's, I guess, the, the definition of debate, isn't it? Um, but yeah, I, I, it's, it's been a, an interesting response. I, I Just before we go, because I, I know we're coming up for time and I, I need to go. I'm sure you guys do too. Um, but I just want to mention two things briefly. One is that I believe it is Dot to Dot's <laughs> birthday coming up. <laughs> <laughs> 2,000 episodes. Yeah. Oh, he's hot on the jingles today. He's got the right ones. Well done. That is amazing, Robin. I don't, yeah, I don't think people can truly appreciate how difficult that is to do a, a daily podcast. 2,000 of them. Yeah, I'm exhausted. Well, maybe us, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of episodes you've been doing. So is that it? Are you finishing there? Are you saying yep. that's it? Two thousand done? Nope. Or are you going for another two thousand? Definitely carrying on business as usual. But yeah, um, I must say though, in recent times, um, it has become a tiny bit more difficult to get quality skills, to get new, fresh quality skills. Oh, yeah. So 
A lot of people. Oh, you, don't the, oh, you don't have the fart sound effects now, are you? No, we 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 embrace all areas we of <laughs> the goodness that is the A lady. But um, the you'll notice that there has been quite a few revisited um episodes. You know where we've gone back to this one, back to that one. Um, so yeah, it is a bit more challenging these days. Are you putting as a call Sean out knows, for because we do the Echo Show every week as well, where yes. we try to bring the best of what the A Lady's all about. Um, the majority of skills that go into the skill store um, on a daily basis are very niche, and they might be for a particular um, chain of. Uh, hotels i don't know what this skill is that is associated with all these different hotels restaurants um you know various kind of premises and stuff uh, i haven't opened any of them maybe i should but you know it, it's probably just telling you what the menu is or how to call room service or something like that and there's one for every single hotel in that chain so like hundreds and hundreds um so it's it is a bit challenging to kind of find really good entertaining informative um really useful skills but yep we're doing our best so if people can put up with ones that have been covered you know 1100 episodes ago revisiting them from time to time then um yeah it's i think hopefully still fresh every day and uh anyone that wants to contribute because we did used to get a lot of listener contributions as well and we would always welcome those um sean makes a regular appearance bless you um then they can contact us can i give the old email address yeah <laughs> <laughs> love that applause. plug 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 so that's the oh yeah sorry <laughs> the echo no it's not <laughs> hey if you want to contact the echo show the echo show podcast at gmail.com but yeah dot to dot the dot to dot podcast at gmail.com please get in touch and uh just to say hi or if you've got any skill recommendations that would really really help because uh as i say there's a lot out there but it's difficult to find really really top quality ones to bring to the guys yeah well listen all serious i know we, we joke around a lot about it but honestly you do a great job with that and yep. um it, it's it, i can only imagine the amount of work you put in to do that every single day well, I think um, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> no, I do mine know. Uh, bite size and yours are. Um, a no, feast. yours has yours has got work in it. This is just talking for a living. And trust me, this is this is nothing. But yeah, for sure, yours is quality work. content. He, he's got to think about it. But um, <laughs> but no, seriously, it, you, you both do a great job as well on the Echo Show, which I think was yeah. was that not my idea? Where's my cut out of this, by the way? Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Can I be your yeah. agent, Stephen? Yeah, I think I think you need to be, Sam, because I'm losing them. out here. I feel like I feel like uh, Jasper Carrot and uh, Deal or No Deal. Was that the thing? I don't know. Anyway, but who knows? Um, <laughs> did he not? Write, or was it Millionaire? Did he not create Millionaire? Oh, did he? I think. Yeah, but yeah, because Jasper Carrot and uh, Noel Edmonds. I think I'm, I could be making all of this up. I, in a simple Google search would would. Well, I'm, I know I know that Noel Edmonds obviously created the Deal or No Deal format, and then I'm sure Jasper Carrot was either involved in that or it was Millionaire. Oh, yeah. It was something like that. But he, because that's the thing, right? If you get a winning format, you just sit back and rake in the cash. So, uh, <clears throat> Robin, how's those subscriptions coming along? Where's my 25% cut? 25? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> what is 25% of nothing? I'm like kidding. Uh, okay. So, um, yeah, listen, well done on that. Seriously, brilliant, brilliant work that you two are doing on that. Um, Thank I you. just also want to mention self plug on this one, which I don't often do uh, and often don't get the chance to. Um, 
But if you're listening to this on the Saturday, if you're listening any other day of the week, well, you've missed it. But if you're listening on the Saturday as this comes out, and we're, we're posting it a little bit earlier this week so you can get a chance to hear this particular message, um, you can join Brian Fischler and Alison Malloy from That Real Blind Tech Show, along with Janine Stanley from the IraCast podcast, and me, Yay! as well as David Goldstein from I Can't See You, uh, that's the letter see you, I Can't See You, and White Canes Connect podcast for a roundtable about what else but podcasting. So if you ever wanted to know how to start your own podcast, then you can tune in at July 16th, uh, that is today, um, as you're listening to this, at 2 p.m. Eastern until 4 p.m. That is in the UK, 7 till 9 p.m. As I'm giving up my Saturday night for this. That is how much uh, I want to do it, because I wouldn't normally do that, if I'm honest. The wife's away. She's not there. Oh, no, she's here. She's not happy about it, let me tell you. But, yeah, we're doing it. I'm saying that, though. She, she's got this show she's watching at the minute, so she's absolutely fine. Um, but, yes, this is uh, being put on by uh, the uh, New York City Andrew High School Braille and Talking Book Library, and registration is required. Now, you can get the link on the show notes, and you can uh, you have to sign up to, uh, to, to come in and listen to it. It doesn't cost anything. It's all free to listen to. At least I think it is. I'm, I'm certainly not getting paid, so... Oh, no one else. There's another Echo Show situation. Sally, can you be my agent, please? Yeah. Can you fix this? Uh, but yes, do come along and, and listen in and uh, hear me talk. Absolute nonsense somewhere else. Just the same as, yeah, just the same as normal. Exactly, then. yeah. It's just I'm, I'm doing it with other people. That's it. Um, uh, okay. As, sorry. I, I, uh, this On the recording, I'm sure we can hear Sean fine, but uh, here we can't for no, some reason, some connection. Uh, although, interestingly enough, because of the way we record this, pro- this, pro- this podcast, you'll probably hear exactly what he's saying. He'll be screaming all kinds of hate at me right now, and I won't be able to hear a word of it, <laughs> no. which, to be honest, is brilliant. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, he's, he's... Uh, no, he's, he's gone. He's gone. But uh, just quickly to say, anyone bought anything on Prime Day this week? Did no, anybody, no. Uh, I didn't route? find anything that I liked. I did have a little look, and there was just a load of dross. I bought a bin! You brought a bit. You bought a bin. I bought a bin. You always want Hang to on. buy stuff, don't you? You're buy... Is there anything you, you just won't greatest. buy? This is the greatest bin. It's actually broken. Um, I need to tip all the cables out of it just now because I put all my cables in it. I bought a broken bin and a broken shawl. Absolute bargain. Uh, right, hang on. I'm going to this way. So it's, the thing is, right? So my dog. <laughs> bin. My here's my bin. Now the thing with this bin is, <laughs> my dog. You don't know where it's is been. forever. Yay! Um, my dog is forever going in the bin and dragging stuff out, right? and I'm getting sick of it. This is a new thing he started doing. Little Dougal just comes in and he starts pulling all the stuff out of the bin, and that's like, oh, great. So this bin has one of these, um, it's got a lid, which as soon as you put something in, it snaps shut, so the dog can't get in. Although in saying that, I think the dog could probably figure it out he if he really wanted head, to. He wouldn't get his head shut in there. Well, that's really. true. He wouldn't get his head in there, because it's like the thing flips up in the middle. Right. So... You know, you can put the whatever in, and then oh, it's an absolute bargain. I can't remember how much it cost, but it was very good anyway. It's the best bin in the world. Wow, <laughs> that's an achievement. And what else did I buy? I bought, I bought a bin for Prime Day. Um, I, I bought, bought a bin on Prime Day. It I really got a 128 gig uh, micro SD card for 18 pounds. Is that a bargain? What are you going to use it for? Don't know yet. Okay. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've decided it is as well. And I, and my wife got a hair clip. A so hair clip. She's, actually, no, a bobble. That's it wasn't what they call a USB it, a hair bobble, was it? 
It's not, but it is. It was one I found on the Wired website. Wired.com did a, a sort of top 10 things under $20, I think it was. And um, I was looking through the list just to see what there was, and this came up. It's like, apparently it's the coolest bobble because it doesn't, it never tangles your hair. It never, you know, never pulls on your hair. So Sally, for you, you know, now I'm a honorary woman. Of course. Um, I can tell you that uh, this is a genius. This is for me, is it? Whether I want no, it or not, not it is definitely the point. You can buy one. That's what I mean. This is this is the one for me that I should get. <laughs> this is the one for you, yeah. Yeah, I'm so inclusive in this show. Honestly, I couldn't be any more inclusive and I feel if so I informed tried. after your, you know, your trial of being a woman that you you are empathising with me. I am a woman. I would, I, be a, I would be a beautiful woman. You would, Stephen. Curvaceous. Yes. Charismatic. Yes. And costly. There's a few other words I can think of. <laughs> I'm sure they'd be getting there. But anyway, um, that's it for today. Sean, I don't know what's happened to Sean. He's probably screaming in the background. He's disappeared saying, into the shed. Oh, yeah, the shed connection's gone. The fox has got to it again, I think. We've shed Sean. Yeah, We've shed we Sean. Oh. Well, listen, guys, thanks again for coming on. Really appreciate it. Uh, we will be back, of course, on Monday with lots more. Um, I don't know what's coming up on Monday, actually. Maybe I'll talk a little bit about how the uh, podcasting thing went. Plus, keep your emails coming as well. Hello at blindguytalkstech.com. You can, of course, call us on 0204 571 3354 and leave us a voicemail. Sean, whatever you are. Robin, Sally. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. If you want even more Blind Guy in your life, visit blindguytalkstech.com for previous episodes. Find us on your podcast apps or ask Lady A or Lady G to play Blind Guy Talks Tech Podcast on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for listening. Catch you tomorrow.